Welcome to the favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. Later on in the show, professional better Simon Hunter is going to come on, and we're going to talk about our last week of picks for the Westgate Las Vegas $1.5 million Super Contest. This past week, we eked out three and two. As you guys know, at this point, I have no idea how we are doing in the contest. I don't know if we are close to being in the money. I don't know if we are in the money. I don't know if we have no shot. All I know is Simon's going to come on. He's going to tell us how we're doing. He's going to tell us what we need to get to that next level and win some cash money. Darren Ravel cannot join us because he is getting his back waxed. As everybody knows, We've been doing the Fade Ravel promotion with points bet through the second half of the NFL season. Luckily, Darren has been losing every single week. He will pick a side. Points bet customers get to pick the other side with boosted odds. This week, Darren picked the Buffalo Bills at plus six and a half. Uh, if you picked the Patriots, you got boosted odds, meaning you had to pay, uh, you got plus 105 or 115 or something like that to bet on the Patriots at minus six and a half. Boy, that two-point conversion came in handy for some folks. Did not help Darren Ravel, who uh, very shortly will be getting his back waxed live on Periscope. Um, So he is unable to join us right now. It is the litany of things that Darren has done this year in the name of Darren getting some attention, which we love. But first, joining me on the podcast... From the Orleans, representing all the board gaming books in Nevada and throughout the country, Mr. Bob Scucci. Scucci, happy holidays, buddy. Happy holidays to you. Great to hear your voice, as always. Uh, later on in the show, we will pick Scoot Roulette, which we both won this past week. Um, coming down to the wire, man, week 17, so much interesting stuff. As you know, I'm betting every game of the year, Project 256. 256 or bust in the Action Network app. Download it for free. Follow me. Get all the best data and odds and information. Eking out, oh God, Scooch! You knew I went twelve and two and two two weeks ago. Last week, six and ten. This week, yep, it's not going well. <laughs> yeah, no, it gets tough coming down the stretch. That's crunch time. Oh my God, it's killing me. The hardest part is I am on vacation with my family in California, and so I'm recording this from a hotel right now, and um. We were out and about all day yesterday, uh, and we had a great day. We were taking a boat out in Southern California. It was beautiful, and having a good – it wasn't that nice. It was actually kind of chilly. Had the boat, but then afterwards went to lunch. We're at a bar, sports bar. The kids are eating. We're watching the games. It's so hard to focus when all the games are so tense, and I've got like – and everything goes wrong in the morning, and I'm desperate for everything to go right in the afternoon. Hurts. Yep. Can't really say anything else like, that can. No, it kind of sounds like uh, our morning. I mean, uh, we were just getting annihilated in those early games. So, uh, fortunately, we made it back up in some of the afternoon games that went our way. But it uh, could have been another disastrous 
Sunday, and I tell you, <laughs> every week it's just we're just trying to avoid disaster. And yesterday was another example. Just one or two games could have just been Armageddon for us. Well, look, the the Saints game was brutal because that had all the money coming in on the Saints, especially in the morning when the Derrick Henry news was announced. And I took the the Titans at plus three and a half. I waited all week to get the Titans at a better number. I still felt really good about the Titans without Derrick Henry. Um, and they were there, man. They were there. Three minutes left. The Saints scored a touchdown. And then, like, yeah. that is just crushing. Look at the Redskins and the Giants game. Like, that get, that line moved. The money was coming in on the Giants. I was on the Redskins. Redskins losing overtime. That's two games that could have gone my way. Yep. yep. And your way. Your way, for that matter. Yeah. I mean, the only favorite in the morning that, that helped us out uh, morning here on the West Coast was the, the Jets over the Steelers. But uh, some of the other favorites, you know, the Ravens is a big favorite. Uh, that that kind of crushed us a little bit. And uh, like the, the games that you just mentioned, the Saints was a big one. Uh, and then in the afternoon, I mean, the, the, everything was on the Chiefs. And that was just uh, we were the Bears were just never in that game. So could have been could have been rougher. But uh, now we go into, you know, probably the most volatile week of the year. I mean, seriously, every game seems to have something at stake. Like, let's start right off the bat with uh, Tennessee visiting Houston playoff implications. Right now, why do I see you have Tennessee as a five and a half point favorite? Yeah, I mean, so this is a crazy game because uh, Houston right now is, is currently at a four seed. Um, they can move up to a three seed. A couple things happen. They need Kansas City to lose. They need to beat Tennessee. But they're just in an odd position where they're going to be on the road in the first game, regardless whether they end up playing Buffalo or they could end up playing Tennessee again in Tennessee if Tennessee wins this one. So I, I don't. I, I think just Tennessee just needs this game so much more than Houston. I mean, I, I think just Houston's playoff spot. The difference of the three seed and the four seed just isn't that great. Um, so uh, we're just going to end up seeing a ton of money on Tennessee here. So um, we, we moved it up. Like the look-ahead line, all things being equal, would have been probably right around Houston a one-point favorite. Uh, but we just really feel like Tennessee's going to uh, come out needing this game a lot more, and uh, we think the money's going to be on Tennessee. So you think over the course of the week, by maybe Sunday, you still don't think public bettors are going to come in on Houston as a massive underdog. Like, I see this and think, five and a half is just too many points, even with Houston not needing anything to play for. Like, that is an insane amount of points for teams that just played each other in a very competitive game. For a team that is desperate to win, but also a team that still has something to play for. Like that's a huge, people are going to see that and be shocked, shocked at that number. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, you know, week 17, we'll see three, four point line movements. Like, uh, you know, that'll be normal. Uh, and a lot of times, uh, we'll see that swing happen right on game day as we get more information about who's playing and who's not. Uh, but, uh, I think early on, the money's going to be on Tennessee, so we're trying to mitigate that. And then you're, you're right. Late in the week, when you see this line creeping up to six, six and a half, uh, then you're going to have to take Houston in this one. All right. Cleveland is visiting Cincinnati, a game that means yeah. nothing to anybody. 
you made the uh, – seriously, it's like irrelevant. Cincinnati is getting the first pick. They can't even tank anymore. Cleveland is a train wreck. They're just an awful team that has not lived up to any expectation. You and I both thought you should fade the Browns when the season win totals came out, and they were at nine, which was insanity. Um, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites against Cincinnati, against Cincinnati this week. That number is already uh, – it's already two-and-a-half minus uh, 120 for you guys. Um, yeah. What's your, what's your logic there? Yeah. Well, we just figure, uh, nobody's going to bet Cincinnati in any game, no matter who they're playing. So, uh, even as bad as, even though the game means nothing, uh, as bad as Cleveland's been playing the last game of the year, they're still going to bet the favorite in this one. Cleveland is a slight favorite. It'll get driven up to three. If most places aren't already at three, we're already seeing about 60% of the bets coming in on Cleveland, even though it's one of the lowest bet games on the board. Uh, it'll be the it'll be the corner TV game for sure, but uh, uh, the bet the few bets that we are going to take on the game will be on Cleveland. God, the corner last game of the year corner TV game, it's going to be Cleveland and Cincinnati, Battle of Ohio. How telling is that? So disappointing, yeah. and yet at the end of the day, the more things change, the more they remain the same. Cleveland and Cincinnati, the two dogs of the NFL. Unreal. Yeah. yeah, not much change there. Nothing. <laughs> that that the Browns sequence yesterday, they had like within the span of a few minutes, you know, they get a huge play from Odell Beckham Jr. He gets called for taunting. They have a penalty on a third and one. Like they are. Uh, if I'm Freddie, Ki- if I'm the Browns ownership, I got to get Freddie Kitchens out of there. This team is all about discipline, yeah. and he has provided none. Yeah, they, I mean, talk about underperforming with some of the talent they had, the expectations. Uh, yeah, they they have to make a move. Uh, we got to skip Chicago, Minnesota. We're recording this Monday morning. The Vikings play tonight, so we don't have a lineup for that game yet. Um, if you were to forecast seven and nine, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's a touchdown game. The Bears stink. Wow, do they stink? Uh, as a Bears fan, um, I bet on the Patriots last night, but. Um, just so upsetting to see Patrick Patrick Mahomes beat up on the Bears like that. Just embarrassing. And um, there was one point where Chris Collinsworth was gamely trying to, like, make it interesting. And so he had, like, highlights of all the throws that Patrick Mahomes made and how Patrick uh, Metrobisky make the same ones. And it was just manufactured pap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you know, like there's nothing you can do to make a game interesting when you can see it's over in the first quarter. Uh, it was good for me because I, it allowed me to get together with a family uh, a holiday dinner that uh, I was worried having to pay too much attention to the game. So uh, once that game was out of hand, I could just uh, lock it up, forget about it, move on, <laughs> spend time with the family. I'm glad for you and your family. Uh, Indianapolis, a big win the other day. I think it surprised a lot of people. Um, they totally, uh, they, like in, in a game that I think a lot of people were taking the other side, um, they won handily and Jacoby Brissett played great. So now they go on the road to Jacksonville, a team that really just stinks. And they're three and a half point favorites. 
Yeah, so, um, I mean, just the logic here is on the road laying a little bit more than a, than a field goal. There's not going to be too much interest in the game that the teams are eliminated from. Uh, Indianapolis, you know, they, they really uh, peaked really early in the season with, uh, with Brissett, and then they had their, their stretch where they uh, kind of had their down, the down part of the season, and they tried to make it back up at the end to get into the playoffs, came up a little short. Jacksonville has just been on a steady downward spiral, like I said, for the last few weeks. Uh, the sharp guys have been betting against them. Uh, they came up big against the Raiders that one one game when uh, uh, the, the sharp guys were on the Raiders and against Jacksonville. But uh, still, uh, not too much interest in this game. Uh, right around, uh, I, you know, the people that are going to bet on the game, kind of similar to Cleveland are going to want to back Indianapolis. Nobody's really going to want to bet on Jacksonville. So I can see this line going up a little bit more by game time, maybe four, uh, but uh, probably not too much higher than that. It's going to be a miserable week for betting. I'm looking at these games thinking, I cannot believe I have to bet all of these games still. (laughs) I know. There's a lot of bet. And and like I said, you're going to see a lot of, uh, weird line movement that's not going to make much sense. And uh, I think the good thing, though, you know, in the last few years, I think a, a lot of the teams coming into this game are, are just not worrying about kind of the rest of the playoff picture. They're just coming in, looking, saying, hey, we just need to win this game. Uh, there's, there's, there's not too much of kind of playing strategy, uh, uh, you know, and I think it's been more consistent for the sports books. Uh, you know, I, I remember five, ten years ago, these weeks would be either huge, huge wins or huge, huge losses just with a five, six-point line move in some instances, and we'd end up getting middled on these games. seems to be a little bit more consistent. I'm so tired of betting, Scooch. I cannot do another <laughs> weekend. It's a long season. Oh, my God. It's just killing me. Atlanta is visiting Tampa Bay. Atlanta had a nice win yesterday against said Jacksonville. Really uh, overperformed against what I thought they would do. Um, I had Jacksonville plus seven and a half. Atlanta, you've got them at one point favorite. A lot of books have them at uh, at have this game at pick against Tampa Bay and Jameis yeah. Winston. Boy, how are you handicapping Jameis Winston this week? So it's one of those teams that 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 is on the rise. Like you know, you're looking at uh, kind of kind of pivotal seasons that uh, they're kind of on the cusp this year, and it's a team that you really want to pay attention to next year. This Tampa Bay team, and Tampa Bay has been one of those teams that the sharp guys have been on every week as well. Uh, this is a different matchup though, because it's hard to argue that any other team is hotter than Atlanta after starting the season one and seven, um, and, and then winning you know five out of the the next seven games. So, uh, and winning against some pretty good teams, you know, like the saints and the 49ers, uh, their offense is really looking good. I, you know, I think, uh, Quinn is trying to save his job here. So, uh, uh, it's hard to go against Atlanta right now, but you know, the last game of the season, uh, if there is time for a little bit of a, a, a lack of motive, this might be it. Uh, you know, neither one of them have too much, have much to play for other than just kind of looking to until next year. Oh, my gosh. I so want Jameis Winston to win this game. I so want Jameis Winston to be the Baker Mayfield narrative of 2020. And everyone gets super excited about what he can do, what this team can do. Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich as his mentors, how exciting it's going to be. I so want that to happen so I can so fade that. <laughs> You're already looking till next year. The, the true mark of a handicapper. 
I would tell you, though, Atlanta could be an interesting season win total for 2020 because I still feel like people will probably not give them – you will not give them too much sort of – you will not make them too high because um, everyone yeah. will come in on the under. I think the value is going to be on Atlanta and the over in 2020 season win totals. Early season, early season 2020 win totaling happening right now, I say take Atlanta and the over. Even if it's at like seven and a half games? Yep, that's what I think. Probably not bad. I, like I said, uh, they're the hottest team right now out there, so uh, I, I wouldn't bet against it. All right, Dallas is visiting Washington. Give me the just give me the just give me the Redskins. You have Dallas as an eleven point favorite. Give me the Redskins. Go now. Well, po- possibly no Dwayne Haskins, so uh, he, he's he's questionable. That just came over this morning. So uh, uh, Dallas, we have an eleven point favorite. Obviously, with the, the Dallas loss yesterday to Philly, they need some stuff to happen. They need Philly to lose. They have to win this one. Um, <laughs> I, I'll take the Redskins. <laughs> Dallas shouldn't be 11 point favorites against anybody right now. So, uh, but uh, I, I still think the uh, the public will probably come in uh, on Dallas. So we'll be we'll be high on this one, but the value is all over the Redskins. So what you're saying is wait, wait until the last possible second on this one. Oh yeah, yeah. You might get 11 and a half. I mean, uh, I, I I definitely think. I mean, we have to see about this injury too. Uh, we'll see if Haskins is is going to be playing or not. Uh, seems weird to be saying that, that he would make a difference. But, uh, uh, I mean, if you're going to be betting on a team, you want to know who your, who, who your players are. Yeah, you know what? That might be a requirement <laughs> for some. Not for me, my friend. Yeah. Close your eyes and fire. That's what I do. Uh, here's a great anecdote that I read this morning. Albert Breer, Monday Morning Quarterback, SI.com. Uh, credit to Seth Wickersham from ESPN who uh, tweeted this out. I saw it on Twitter. Drew Brees was working out for the Chargers way back when, uh, before the 2004 draft. And um, Marty Schottenheimer, then the coach, saw Brees in the locker room. And Drew Brees said to him, hey, who are we going to draft? And Marty Schottenheimer said to him, listen, I need you to prepare yourself because it looks like we're going to take a quarterback. And remember, the Chargers had the first overall pick in that draft. And Schottenheimer sets this great scene in Albert's column where he says Breeze is really jovial and happy and sort of joshing around in the weight room with him. And the second Schottenheimer says, prepare yourself, we're going to draft a quarterback, Schottenheimer says like, all sort of the jovialness drained from Breeze's eyes, and he looks at him and he goes, that's going to be a massive effing mistake for this organization. Massive. <laughs> and then he walked out of the room and was just saying, massive mistake. Turns out he was right. Because he's, be, he's gone on to be one of the best quarterbacks who ever played, statistically, a winner every single weekend, what he did this past weekend. He is just like – He's just not interested in keeping games close and uh, the point spread. Michael Thomas has broken the record for most receptions in a season with 145 with a game to go, and they're playing a Carolina team that is a train wreck. I mean, you got to take Carolina in this game, even though we don't know who's going to be playing quarterback just because that's the percentages, but I don't want to touch this game. Yeah, yeah, we we, we opened 12 and a half, and, and 
we're we're going to go to thirteen here 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 in a minute. But uh, this is a tough one because uh, so New Orleans can either be the two seed or the three seed. In, so they're they're going to come out like you said. They're going to come out just just firing. And this is this is a dangerous team. We've known it all year. Uh, we just we, we we don't expect anyone to be betting on Carolina. Uh, so uh, we're going to have to make it as high as we can and maybe draw a little professional money at 13. Uh, but uh, I'm afraid we may have to go up even higher just to get, uh, especially with the way that New Orleans came back from a 14 nothing deficit and end up winning the game by 10. Uh, you know, the team that can strike quick and fast like this and put up points, um, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to be getting buried on New Orleans money. Yeah, it's really upsetting as someone who had Tennessee plus three and a half. Philadelphia, they <laughs> eke out the win. Yeah, don't laugh at me. They eke out the win uh, in Philly against this this Cowboys team. It's such a shame. So much talent. If I'm Jerry Jones, I agree. I'm like, I got, I put together a great freaking team, and my coach can't do anything with it. Five-point favorites against the Giants and Daniel Jones. Give me the Giants all freaking day. <laughs> Yeah, um, we're expecting a lot of Philly money in this one. So uh, we uh, we opened four and a half. We're up to five right now. Getting the, about sixty percent of the money is on Philly. I I agree with you. It's going to be a you know a, a week where we need a lot of these uh, these home dogs. Uh, this is this is one of them. I kind of like the the Giants in this spot. Uh, regardless of who's playing, this is that kind of rivalry that uh, even when you have nothing to play for, it's it's kind of your Super Bowl. So uh, I think they'd love nothing more than to kind of spoil Philly's chances and, uh, uh, you know, come up. And plus getting five points, I, take, give me the five points. But like I said, 60% of the money is on Philly. Yeah, and it's going to go up. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and bet the Giants. Like, this is tailor-made for the Eagles to tank and choke, for the Giants to ruin their season, for the Cowboys to get in undeservedly. Oh, my God, it's going to be just fantastic. These next two games, Pittsburgh at Baltimore and uh, the Jets at Buffalo, really interesting because Baltimore and Buffalo really can't do anything. They can't improve their positions. Um they are both one and a half point favorites against teams that they are significantly better than division rivals. Uh, let's take these in tandem. How do you? How are you handicapping these games, and what do you expect to happen? Well, we're approaching it uh, under the notion that Baltimore's going to be resting their players. They're not going to want uh, anyone getting injured. They've already locked home field, locked up home field throughout the playoffs. So this number is just assuming not. Uh, with their their top team in, so if it does come out for some reason that they're playing all their guys, I mean this line really should be seven seven and a half, and, and then we would expect to get Baltimore money. But in this instance, which taken the absolutely needs the game and the Tennessee loss just to get in, uh, you know, with the the number six seed. So uh, uh, we just feel that uh, Pittsburgh's going to really. Uh, uh, come in needing this game a lot more. And the money, though, I, I think the money will be divided evenly because most people know Baltimore in Week 17. It's it's kind of like you know New England for, for many years, uh, you know, resting all their players in, in Week 17. So probably won't get as much action as you would normally get on this type of game, but uh, um, still a little heavier on uh, 
on Pittsburgh right now. I think 55% of the bets are coming in on Pittsburgh. What about Jets-Buffalo? And, and, and Jets-Buffalo, a little bit different because now the Jets are showing signs of life here. And, and with Buffalo, they're sitting at the, the, the number five seed and they can't, they can't improve their uh, position. They're in the same boat where they're going to be resting their players too. Uh, we're getting a lot more Jets money in this one. I would, I would expect this one to move a little bit more in the, the, the away team's direction the, towards the Jets uh, than in the Pittsburgh game. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Jets close uh, you know, a little bit of a favorite here. Yeah, that feels like the better side. Pittsburgh, Baltimore is going to be really interesting. Um, hmm. I don't have an opinion on these games yet. It's tough. I mean, I know it's early in the week, too, and you've got to digest a little bit, but uh, it's, it's, it's tough. But I, I think, the, like I said, the Jets are, are actually impressing a lot of the betters, and we're starting to see a little bit more action on the Jets each week. Uh, Pittsburgh was kind of getting in there with some sneaky wins under the radar, but they weren't drawing as much action as the, the betting public normally does on, on Pittsburgh. And and they're just afraid of Baltimore, even with their, they're not their, their first team resting They're you know, they don't want to really bet against Baltimore. So like I said, I think we'll get a lot more action on the Buffalo game. It's also weird with the jets. Like they've been so predictable about when they are going to lay an egg and when they are the right side, it's actually been phenomenal. Like they were so the right side this weekend. They were so the right side in that Cowboys game. It's like, you can just tell when they're going to be the team you want and when they are absolutely 100% the team you don't want. I feel like they're the team you want this weekend. They got more, they actually have just more to play for against the Bills. That's what I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny uh, how some teams are like that. Like some teams are you're, you're on the right side of them every week and then other teams you just can't get a read on. No. Uh, speaking of getting a read, why are the Patriots 16-point favorites against Miami when the Patriots – I mean, I guess they need to win in order to maintain that uh, second seed um, over the Chiefs. I guess that's the only reason why they really have to play for something, right? Yes, the difference of getting the bye. And, and uh, so, I mean, they need the Chiefs' loss. So, I mean, they need the they need the win and the Chiefs to lose to get the number two seed. Um, other than that, it's, it's a pretty high number that I think, you know, we're, we're trying to anticipate kind of uh, – a little bit where the, the money's going to come in, but I think we're a little too high because we're actually getting the majority of the money right now on Miami, which is uh, pretty telling. I know it's early in the week, um, but uh, the, Miami's been a team that uh, you've been able to cash a lot of bets on taking big points, especially uh, in the second half of the season after that horrendous start. Uh, so getting 16, and typically they usually play New England you know, they play. They usually play New England the, the last weekend of the year, the last few years, and uh, they usually give them a pretty good game. So, getting 16 points, I think all the value is on Miami here. I agree. Uh, Green Bay, Detroit. You've got Green Bay already posted as a nine and a half point favorite on the road at Detroit. Last game of the year. We don't spend too much time on it because we still got uh, Green Bay playing tonight. But how do you yeah. get to that number? Yeah, this, so this is based obviously not on, on tonight's game, and this can change drastically with uh, the outcome. So this is just kind of the, the, the look-ahead line, uh, see if we can get a gauge on uh, 
um, you know, where the money is going to be coming in. And I think even people right now, the, the, there's more bets on Detroit, which is <laughs> before looking at tonight's Green Bay, Minnesota game. So that, that's pretty telling to us. So this number's uh, a little too high. And I think what we'll see coming out uh, uh, tomorrow is probably more in the neighborhood of uh, seven and a half to eight and a half. L.A. Chargers visiting Kansas City. Boy, you can't watch Patrick Mahomes right now and ever think there's a number that's high enough. Seven and a half, doesn't matter. Just sign me up. (laughs) Yeah, so they've clinched the AFC West. Um, It's still undecided. They can end up being a two seed, a three seed, or a four seed. So a lot of different outcomes. uh, uh, I mean, they're going to come out – they're not going to be resting any players, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, they're just so good. When they're on their, on their game, it just, just doesn't look like anyone can beat them. I, you look at the Ravens and the Chiefs right now, and, uh, boy, you almost just want to see that uh, those two teams play. Um, you almost wonder how Kansas City has those four losses uh, as good as Mahomes looks. Um, so, um, you know, seven and a half. I'm sure we're going to get a ton of Kansas City money. This line is probably a little short. We'll probably end up closing this one eight and a half, uh, maybe even nine. Yeah, that's another one. I want to get on it right away. I wish I had a pen on me. I'd make some notes as we speak. Um, <laughs> Professional handicappers don't take vacations in California. Just telling you. <laughs> Listen. You're not wrong. Professional handicappers live and breathe this stuff. I've got to have to change my lifestyle. Um, this is the last vacation I'm taking with my kids. They're in the room next door and forget about it. Like, I'm going to go kiss them goodbye and be like, it's been good knowing you. I'm too good at handicapping. I've got to dedicate my life. <laughs> uh, that's great. Parenting, parenting just isn't for me anymore. Um, Arizona at the Rams. I'm taking Arizona here. Like, the Rams got nothing. Arizona's, like, figuring things out, and there's enthusiasm there, right? Like, the Rams, yeah. they have nothing to play for. Yeah. Rams are clearly the better team, but uh, just disappointing and underperforming, uh, whereas Arizona is kind of like in that Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of uh, uh, category where they're figuring things out. Next year's going to be their kind of breakout year. A lot of people expected a lot more from Arizona even this year, but it was just too soon. Uh, but showing a lot of great signs and talking about covering spreads like like Miami, uh, I don't know that anyone's covered more more spreads than, than Arizona. They're just a, a great team against the spread. So here they are getting seven. Uh, just a couple things, though. We did like Arizona against uh, uh, Seattle yesterday only because Seattle – um, is playing the 49ers next week. And we knew that that's the game that they're really going to be focusing on. So not that we expect them to lose outright, but laying nine and a half, we, we talked about it on the show last week, just seemed like an awful lot to be laying when they're kind of looking ahead to that, that 49ers game. So, and then the Rams, kind of the same boat two weeks ago. You remember they uh, kind of uh, they laid an egg against the Cowboys, and we said don't read too much from that game because they really wanted to – play well against the 49ers this week which they which they did they came up three points short short of beating them but they were getting six and a half points so uh a lot of times you have to kind of look at those key situations and who they're playing the following week uh but this is kind of an interesting matchup uh uh, in the sense that the rams really don't they they don't have as much to look forward to next year as arizona does so motivation may not be there 
well, that's the thing. Like, they don't play anyone next week. Do you think this number is going to go up or down? I think it goes down. I think I think the sharp guys will see uh, what you just mentioned with with Arizona and getting seven points in kind of a meaningless game where both teams are kind of, you know, <laughs> in a meaningless game. Give me the points. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of meaningless games, opposite day, San Francisco three point favorite. Interesting over Seattle right now. That yeah. is interesting. So we opened the game one and a half, uh, got driven up to three, uh, but I don't mind needing Seattle in this one, and I think we wanted to kind of put ourselves in a position where we need the home team here. Uh, like I said, I'm throwing out yesterday's uh, game with uh, with Arizona. Uh, Seattle was really, I think, preparing for this game because regardless of what happened yesterday, the division just rests on, ne- on next week's game anyhow. I, I mean, now they're playing for... Um, you know, the, they're playing for the division. And I mean, this is, this is the game. So, um, Seattle could be anywhere from a number one seed to a number five seed, depending on how everything pans out. So all they do is have to win the game. Um, so, uh, I, I don't mind needing them as, as I'm speaking, we're actually getting money on Seattle. So we just went to three minus, I mean, I'm sorry, we got money on San Francisco. We just went to three minus 30 now. So the money wow. is just pouring in on the 49ers. Um, but you look at the last four games 49ers played, uh, the defense that was so highly touted, uh, a lot of teams putting up 30, 40 points on this on this defense. Uh, so uh, I don't think they're – I mean, given, they've got one of the toughest schedules to play, uh, so I'll give them that. But uh, they look a little vulnerable. So, like I said, don't mind needing Seattle here. Yeah, like – if I'm a better at this point, I kind of just want to wait on Seattle to get to three and a half and then, then bet that. Right. I mean, all, all four, I think three out of the last four San Francisco games came right down to the last play, either in their favor or against their favor. You know, they uh, beat the Saints on the last play, but then they, uh, you know, they, they, they beat the, uh, the, the Rams on the last play. Three, three points just decided, I think, the last three or four games with them. Yeah. Uh, All right. Last game of the season. Well, you know, on the board at least. Oklahoma. uh, Oklahoma. 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 (laughs) Oklahoma. I'd rather see Oklahoma, Denver. (laughs) Me too. Visiting Denver. Drew Locke looks really, really good. Like, I watched a lot of that Lions game yesterday. Happened to be on in the bar that I was watching. And, um, like they were down what twenty seventeen or seventeen thirteen, and he had two really good drives, and that defense shut the Lions down, and they ended up winning that game going away handily as a favorite, uh, three and a half points at home. I like Denver here. Yeah, yeah. So we tried to be a little, so we we hung three, and uh, the money drove it up to three and a half. But you know the public is actually on Oakland in this one. We're getting about fifty five percent of the bets coming in on Oakland and they still got an outside shot of uh, getting into the playoffs. They need uh, a bunch of things to happen. They need Baltimore to win Houston to win. Uh, They could possibly earn the the number six seed, but uh, they've got a tall task ahead of them. Just beating Denver in this one. Um, They Oakland impressed me a little bit last week. I didn't expect them to be in the game, but uh, um, they they pulled that out. So they're kind of hanging in there. 
and the public feels like uh, they have a shot too. Like I said, 55% of the bets coming in on them. But I don't think the line will move too much in this one, though. I think three and a half, it'll probably be pretty solid. I agree. Scooch, everyone can listen to us break down these games on Sunday at noon Eastern, radio.com and the radio.com app. And um, before we get to that, Let's do some scooch, of course, before we get to that, because that show's not happening for six days. Uh, In the meantime, let's get to some scooch roulette. We both won last week. I had Miami. You had Kansas City. Um, Because you're older, I'm going to let you go first for the final week of the season. I am tossed between your Miami team of with 16 points and Seattle. I, I like I like both of them, but I think there's probably more value in Miami. So if I had to, I'll take 16 points with Miami. All right, that's tricky for me because I really like that one too. Um, I guess the other one I'm going to take. God, Houston. Mm. Give me the Houston Texans at uh, – what do you have, Matt, right now? Five and a half. All right. Give me the Houston Texans at five and a half. Wow. Yeah. All right. All I right, like Scooch. It. All right, Scooch. Last weekend. We'll last weekend of the year, and we'll be on the radio, radio.com app, breaking down all the games this coming Sunday, and then we'll be back once the playoffs begin with more surprises, more exciting stuff. Scooch, it's been another great year. Thanks for coming on your podcast, buddy. Thank you. Happy holidays to everybody out there. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. As promised, professional better from New Jersey, Simon Hunter, who has been guiding Darren and I all through the season for the Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest win $1.5 million. If we don't win, I can't blame Simon. I can only credit him for getting us probably much closer than Darren and I would have been on our own. Darren cannot join because he is in the process of getting his back waxed for losing his Bills Patriots Fade Revell points bet promotion bet. Um, follow all of those through Darren Revell's Twitter handle, Fade Revell, hashtag Fade Revell. He'll be back at it again this week for week 17 and then throughout the playoffs. He has sent us his picks. Let's welcome in Simon Hunter. And now, a word from a wise guy with Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Hey, Chad. What's going on, buddy? Happy holidays to you, buddy. Happy holidays, my man. We made it. We made it, man. We we finished. Uh, we had we went three and two this weekend. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty good. I would venture to say. This was the first season in which I did not incessantly check the standings just because I felt like things were going pretty well and I didn't want to jinx anything. Then we had a craptastic week last week, a one and four last week. So we needed a rebound. Simon, it's the last weekend of the year. Tell me where we stand, what our chances are to win anything and what we need in order to improve those chances. So, yeah, we got um, a little lucky here in the sense that a lot of these guys, these top performers, they've just been they they've been crashing and burning here at the end here. A lot of these guys have been going two two and one or one and four for these last three four weeks. So we actually got really lucky that a couple of these weeks that we had down weeks, so did everyone else. 
So we're actually right on the edge where if if we just went three and two again this week and these people keep and these guys, these other guys were right behind, all go two, two and one or below, we'll be in the one we'll be in the top one hundred because it's we're all smushed in right now. There's I think there was about three thousand eight hundred entries into this. Um and there's about two hundred of us all separated by less than a game. So it's a game no. or a game and a half. Yeah. Fighting for these the last money spots. Um so it's going to be kind of funny to see here because in week 17, it's like we're going to talk about. It's uh, a lot of, we don't know what teams are going to be resting players yet and things like we'll know better as the week goes along. But there's a lot of easy lines this week. So it's one of those weeks where if you make just one little mistake, that could be the difference between being in the money and not being in it. So we're actually right there on the edge. All right. So, A, this is so exciting. I've never been this close ever in the Super Contest. So kudos to you. Simon Hunter, for uh, getting us as close as we are right now. That is truly, like, truly stunning. I am shocked. Absolutely shocked. Um, and I'm so glad I didn't check all year because this is, like, such a pleasant surprise. I cannot tell you. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, and it's, it, it's one of those where um, I actually made a Twitter account just to track all of our picks all year. Um, I mean, people going to go on and look at it. I didn't really – I didn't put it out there just because I honestly – not that I didn't have faith in this. I was just like, there's no way we're going to finish the year with a, a winning record. And uh, it actually worked out. So if people want to go look at all of our picks throughout the whole year, it's at Simon Hunter, the Action Network. So Simon Hunter, the Action Network. So it's it's kind of funny that we're – I think we're at 43 or um, 44 wins, and the leader of the whole thing is 52. So it's like sickening in my mind now that we're so close in that it's like, wow, if we just had two, two good weeks and two bad weeks, we could have actually been fighting for the top prize of this whole thing. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty exciting. Simon, why would you wait 17 weeks to tell everybody about the Twitter account that is tracking our picks? <laughs> Cause I, I was just, I was just waiting for this whole thing to fall apart. Honestly, like I, I'm so happy that we're actually, no matter what, we're going to have a winning record for the year. Just because like I said, at the beginning of the year, we're doing these picks on Tuesday. Like, we're we're doing something so hard. Um, even though the Super Contest is hard enough, we're, I never really thought we'd be in this position to actually be in the money as much as I like to give you guys a positive attitude every week. But here we <laughs> sit, it, about to be in the money. So I'm really excited. Oh, my God. That is classic parenting. I didn't think it could happen. I really had no faith in you whatsoever, but I had to be positive the whole time to truly make you feel like you guys were special. And then at the end of the day, <laughs> here we are. Well, it's so funny. Like the other day, you know, I'm on vacation with my family. And like the other day, we had a long talk about the importance of optimism, um, just generally being optimistic and uh, in life. And looking at things positively. And um, here you are using that exact lesson on me. <laughs> well, I learned at a young age, in, in life, if you surround yourself with positive people, you will find that positive things will happen to you. Because it's a true thing where you are, you're surrounded. You, you create what's in your life. So if you're negative, I'm calling you every week being like, oh, you guys were so stupid taking this, taking that. It would never get us anywhere. So my, my whole mentality is always be positive and good things will come back to you. I agree with you. You were unbelievably positive. I felt like you were our teacher slash parent all season long. And like even when we were the biggest idiots, you were like, hey, guys, you know what? Even on the weekends when we're texting about it, you're like, guys, you know what? We'll rally. It's OK. It could have been the right side. It was a good pick. Even when like 
like the um, when Darren is coming up with like crazy square picks, you're like, you're like, you know what? I could see it. I could understand it. But here's what I think we should do. It was you're going to be a great parent, Simon Hunter. Um, <laughs> let's let's run down some games here. Darren has sent his his picks. He wants Miami plus 16. He wants Colts minus three and a half. Redskins plus 11. Cincinnati plus two and a half. And Buffalo minus one. My initial reaction, 100% on Miami. I, I, I'll be honest, I've already bet Miami plus 16. I bet it this morning. Um, right, and that's, I mean, that's a huge number. Uh, you you got to take that number. Because everything we've seen from Miami is that Fitzpatrick can be down by 30. He doesn't care. He's going to still be chucking that ball deep. And he is the king of backdoors. So I like that, too. All right. We love Miami. I actually like the Colts a lot, too, in this spot. Jacksonville's terrible. The Colts are a much better coach team. Um, I don't hate it. Yeah, and I like it, too, in the sense that the Colts actually are healthy now. Like, Mack is back. T.Y. Hilton played last week. Brissett looked like himself last week. And the Jags, these guys, like, I watched. I had a lot of money on Atlanta, so I was watching a lot of that game. The Jags just don't want to tackle. Like, you can tell in defense, these guys – they're just trying to get the paycheck, get to the end of the season, and go on vacation. So this is one of those games where they're they're already planning their vacation where it looks like Indy's going to be playing for the end for Frank. And they can make the playoffs still, Indy, technically. So I like that a lot, too. All right. Where do you have this game rated at, by the way? So it was kind of funny where I had this game at minus six for Indy. So when it opened, I was like, oh, man, maybe, maybe they're thinking here that Indy – you know, they're they're not going to be trying as hard because the lines open up early. And little did they know that Indy, all these things went right, where Indy now have a chance to make the playoffs. So now you, I definitely like that number with Indy. Beautiful. Love it. I don't mind the Redskins plus 11, um, but I actually just think the number is going to go bigger, and so I want to wait and see where it lands. It's also probably not one of my top five picks. It, it's not, it's not going to be in my top because there's other easier games on the board this week where – like, sure, that's like that's a good number of Case Keenum because Case Keenum is. I mean, he brought them all the way back against the Giants yesterday. But I just don't. I don't like that where Dallas they're going to be way more desperate because this that's their playoff game now. Like they have to win. Yeah. Now. So I would stay away from it too. All right, he's got Cincinnati plus two and a half. We're skipping that. Like we can't. Yeah, we, we can't all agree. Do... We all hate Cleveland, but yeah, let's just skip that. Uh, he also likes Buffalo minus one. I don't love and, betting against the Jets in a game where Buffalo does, cannot improve its position. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I honestly, we got screwed without Tennessee where that game didn't matter much to Tennessee, so New Orleans it meant more to them. Where this is the same exact situation. Buffalo does not care about this game. Sure, they wouldn't win every game, so they might be the right side, but they're not really knowing you're going to get it. They could sit their guys at halftime for all we know, and the Jets could just kill them. So that's a stay away. Uh, you've mentioned a couple times that like there are some really easy lines here. So you tell me what you think the easy lines are, and I'm going to tell you if I agree. Sure. I, I think a really smart, easy line this week's going to be Titans, where Houston, it's already come out that Bill O'Brien's going to rest his players, and the Titans desperately need this game. So I, I love that in the same situation where last year, like the Rams, they were sitting their guys in the, the year, and they sat their guys against the Seahawks, and the Seahawks need the game to get in the playoffs. I think the Seahawks beat them by 30. So it's this kind of same situation where 
a team already in the playoffs is going to rest their players, and you're getting good value on the Titans, as long as it stays under seven. So Titans under seven. I got to tell you, that just feels like a huge, huge number to me. It, it would to me, too. But if you look at Houston this year, the metrics of Watson, he, he's their team. I mean, every little thing that's worked out for them is because of him. He's covered up a lot of ugliness of that team. So in a spot like this, I mean, the Titans, that's just an amazing, amazing spot for them. This line's going to keep going up, I'm telling you. Like, I got it when I opened at two and a half. I'm seeing some books already at five and a half. So it's going to keep going up. So I hope it stays under seven. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, that's good to know. Okay. What about um, – give me another one, or else I'll give you mine. Sure. And then another one that I was – just on the fact that it's a nice letdown spot for the one team and a good – Good spot for the other is Oakland coming in after a big win. I know they're playing for their playoff hopes, but just Denver here is just a much better team, a much healthier team, and they've just been playing really well, especially at home. So that line, it's I think I'm seeing some threes, three and a half, fours. I got it at six and a half. So you're getting really good value there on Denver at home. I love Denver here. Love them. With you 100%. Great spot. I mean, that was just like we always talked about, the Chargers hate winning. So that was just a great spot last week for Oakland. It was kind of their last home game in Cali. And now they're going on the road to cold Denver and play a team that's really good at what Oakland's defense is bad at doing, which is stopping the run and quick passes. So I love Denver here. All right. I do too. Um, we're feeling pretty good. Here's my game that I'm dying to bet, and I'm just waiting. The Giants at plus five, five and a half, wherever it's going to land against the Philadelphia Eagles. That That's a great spot in the sense that, like, if you talk to a lot of ex-NFL players, they always talk about these weeks and divisional games where they know they could spoil a team's season, even though they're out of it. They can spoil a team's season at the end of the season here. And this is a lot of points for an Eagles team that just does not blow teams up. They had to have everything go right against the Cowboys just to win by eight. So you're looking at a team here that they're not overperforming, but they're getting they're getting the breaks now in the Cowboys, where the Giants look like they're actually playing well together. Like Barkley has just been incredible these last couple of weeks. So with with a home dog here, you got to love the Giants getting these points. But is that should that be one of our picks? If we have to go five and zero this week, are we thinking Giants are a pick? We can we can put them on we can put them and then we can debate if you want to do San Fran against Seattle because Seattle is just banged up. They just lost their best pass blocking lineman. They've already lost their center and they lost one of their guards and they just lost two more guys on their running backs. So now they're bringing a Marshawn Lynch as a running back. So as long as this number stays under four for San Fran, I'd actually really like San Fran too. Wow. San Fran in a lot of places, I just spoke to Scooch about this, minus three, minus 130. All the money is coming in on San Francisco. And it's, I know people are going to say that's just such a, a public chalk pick, but it's just like the Chiefs last year, last week, where you're playing a number. Like the Chiefs last night, as long as they stayed under seven, that was a smart side to, to take. As soon as they hit seven, that was the, the Bears by the math is a smart side. But six and a half, just like last week with the Chiefs, it's just a good number because you're taking a team that's healthy against a team that's not. So with this San Fran, I know people are thinking they haven't looked good the last couple of weeks, and Seattle had their worst loss last week. I mean, Arizona dominated them. Yeah. But I think it's just 
Seattle can't overcome these injuries. They, I mean, Russell Wilson only can do so much. And to go against the San Fran team who's playing for the number one seed, I like, I like this number a lot. I can see why the public's on it. Is there any other game on the board with an easy line, as you referred to that, that we're not looking at? There are, but it's, it's more the sense I have to, we have to wait and see what these reports are going to be coming out about who's going to play and who's not. Because I don't know why Baltimore would be playing any of their starters. So Pittsburgh, that might be a really easy line this week. And another really easy one might be Atlanta at Tampa, where Tampa Bay, they, they fought it out with Houston. They stuck in that game after all Winston's turnovers. But they are just so banged up. And Atlanta has just been playing really tough now for about five, six weeks. So that's another good line where Atlanta, I think they're minus. I mean, I think Atlanta's plus one, plus two. So that might be another good number. I like Atlanta in that spot too, actually, a lot. I think it's a yeah, good spot for them. I know a lot of people are going to keep backing Jameis because Jameis is – I mean, a lot of people have just loved the way Jameis plays where he he burns the whole house down and then he rebuilds it in the same game where he's just one of these players <laughs> that you, you don't know what he's going to do. Every every time he drops back, he, he's truly a wild card. Where Atlanta's just been consistent to me. They've really, really come together here in the last couple of weeks. I already told Scooch that in 2020, whatever the season win total is for Atlanta, I'm betting the over. <laughs> and then you will fall into that trap once again. Every year, we always think Atlanta, the next year is going to be their year since that Super Bowl run. They just, they haven't put it together. I don't want to, I don't want to blame Quinn, but it all falls on him. Their defense lost them multiple games to start the year and they couldn't recover from it. So I can see why you like them next year, but. I've actually been big under guy for Atlanta every year since the Super Bowl. I guess I'm just thinking like it's going to be below eight, and I feel like they'll win eight games. That's my and feeling. They, just have, they have so much talent. It's crazy how every year they just don't put it together. They just have so much talent. All right, so these are our, our picks right now. Assuming, you know, you and I will continue to discuss over the course of the week, as will Darren. Miami we plus check 16. The line movement, yeah. Miami plus 16. Colts minus three and a half. Titans, as long as it stays under seven. Denver minus three and a half. And then we're going to keep an eye on the Giants and the Niners. Like, how high does the Giants line go? How how high does the Niners line go? And we will determine our final picks based on that. Yeah, and like, once I get more time to put all these numbers in and really see how it plays out with who's playing and who's not. Because like last week, I came to you guys with the Jets and the Eagles um, when we were texting just because like at by the time I had all my data and it was just saying these numbers are way off. You're getting tons of value on those. So hopefully this week we can get that again with seeing where the value is. Simon Hunter, you are a font of optimism and a kind and gracious man for dealing with Darren and I throughout the year. And listen, the fact that we're even on the border of making any money on this thing is absurd. So thank you for that. It's crazy. We, we definitely need a, a Christmas miracle here, but hey, crazier things have happened. Well, listen, we're good people. So um, I am optimistic. That's how we'll end it. I am going to be optimistic. I, was, we'll be, I will too, my man. All right, man. Have a good holidays, bro. All right, brother. You too. Thanks for doing this. Take it easy. This has been the favorites from the Action Network. Downloaded Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, check it out, radio.com, search the favorites or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy your holidays, everybody. Until next week, love you.